Guten Erev Shabbos, a guten Zummer, gesunter Zummer. Here in Eretz Yisrael, Isru Chag was one of the rainiest days we've had all year. It's a very funny wishing everybody a healthy summer when you're seeing it's like a very deep, dark winter day for us. But Chaz uh, Hashem, the sun came out today, Chaz Hashem, and it's summertime. I, I want to say something. A quote of Gamliel first. Gamliel says, "Why is it that we read Parsha Shmini after after Pesach? It's not every year this way, but you know." He said, "This some years it comes this way," and he says that you know after Pesach when we're having so many restrictions of what we eat, sometimes a person has a tendency to go out and just indulge. And uh, somebody uh, sent out this. Uh, I think it's a, a, a status. And I'm not sure what kind of uh, mandrakes or baboons or what kind of animal it was, some kind of monkey family, that somebody puts a box of of, of little uh, rolls in this, I don't know if it's a safari where these mandrills or monkeys or baboons live, and he puts a box down and all of a sudden you see hundreds of grabbing and pulling out these things and and you know I I see the humor to a certain degree that you know when people have, are allowed to have chametz they just but to me it's one of the saddest it was a very sad sad thing I didn't enjoy it whatsoever I enjoy seeing that comparing ourselves to wild animals unfortunately lo aleinu um, to to think that it is the general rule. I have a friend who was in the uh, hotel industry and um, quite often a certain segment of people somehow related to us, um, he said constantly, were the hardest people to satisfy. And he, he said that sometimes the, the staff and, and people at the resorts or the hotels or the programs were very aghast that here are these the chosen people and not always acting the way that we would expect you to act. And um, so when I saw that clip of all the animals jumping in and grabbing, it really perturbed me. It perturbed me very deeply to think that that Chas Shalom that Yidin would actually run after Chametz, you know, like in a frenzy. And it, it really bothered me. I think maybe that's what Gamliel was saying, that Kosh Baruch Hu reminds us, you know what, even though Chametz is mutter, there's still plenty of restrictions we need to have in our life. Now, I think that there's a... I heard something from a Rav Baruch Rosenblum. He's a Magid Mesharim from B'nai Brak, a wonderful, wonderful darshan. Has brilliant insights in so many areas. Just His Torah is just so, I mean, I would say scrumptious, but I don't want to sound like a big, you know, uh, indulging in uh, the taivas of uh, Torah. But he's just beautiful words of, of wisdom. And he made an observation. He made an observation like this, that Akash Baruch Hu wanted to give the Torah 
There's a medrash that says that Hashem wanted to give the Torah through Adam Rishon for whatever reason, because the chait wasn't able to be done. Then Hashem wanted to give the Torah through Noach, and because of the the door wasn't worthy, and Noach Noach Ishadama, it wasn't able to be done through Noach, and then it was done through Moshe Rabbeinu. Rav Rosenblum made an observation. He says he this is his own idea. He said that it's a fascinating observation to note that each of these unbelievable figures in the history of Yiddishkeit, Adam, Noach, and Moshe, they had some unbelievable experiences. Adam, first of all, was introduced to each and every animal in the world, and Adam determined the essence of each animal and therefore named the animals of the names that, the biblical names. Noach, when he restarted the was about to restart the world, Kosh brought all the animals to Noah to, to bring into the Teva. And he was able to determine who's kosher and who's not kosher by if they came as a pair, then they're not kosher. And if they came in seven, then they knew they were kosher. This is how Noah was able to use and categorize all the, the animals. Now, a fascinating thing also is that for Noah to know the behemoth Tmeya, behemoth Tara, Asher Tmeya, right? Tara, sorry, the Tara and the Enenet He he didn't have any need for that because at that stage of the game, animals were not eaten by man. It was only after he came out of the teva that he was given the permission to consume the flesh of, of, of animals. But beforehand it was usher. So, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I guess, in, as a premonition, wanted to know which ones are the kosher ones and which ones are not. And then finally with Moshe Rabbeinu, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu was describing to Moshe Rabbeinu all the different kosher animals and non-kosher animals, Hashem brought them all in front of Moshe so that he should be able to know who's who and what's what. A fascinating idea. Um, I'm not sure if that's a prerequisite for Mashiach. I have no idea. But it seems to be that uh, the knowledge of, of all the Kosh creatures is is inherent to a person understanding the world. And if you're going to be in charge of the world, starting the world like Adam Arishon, or restarting the world like Noah, or restarting uh, a nation like Moshe Rabbeinu, you have to know these things. It could be that that's why we hear about the entire Parsha Shmini after Pesach is because there's a certain hischachos for all of us as, as Jewish people that we have to understand we're considered like new people. We're starting our lives anew. And we're re-entering the world with looking at Chomets now in a healthy, balanced way. Not as Asri Chayiv Karas, but not as of an overindulgence of, you know... Five Danishes and coffee every day. You know, we have to put things into perspective. Yes, it's we're allowed to enjoy food and it should be kosher and, and comfortable. It should be healthy. Um, right? So, therefore, some of the things we should not overindulge in. You can enjoy some things, but not to overly do it. You have to be even smart to meld in the You have to be careful. It's interesting, it means for the body, but it also means for the soul. A person becomes too involved 
in the, indulging in the physical world, it's not good for the neshama either. So I think that this is maybe one of the messages that Kosh Baruch Hu wants us to have by putting Parsha Shmini after Pesach. Kosh Baruch Hu should give us the wisdom and be able to see and understand everything that's kosher for us, which is allowed for us to understand. There's times when something that's permissible is is good, and understand that when things are not permissible, we shouldn't have them. Sometimes even in, in dire medical situations, a person is able to have things that are not kosher. We shouldn't have to rely on those things. We should all be healthy and well, and we should be able to be in, in re-engage with life in a healthy, emotionally, healthy, spiritually, and healthy in every which way. Hashem, Hashem should bless us all to have an a amazing Shlissel Shab, Shabbos, and uh, the gates of Parnassus should open. They say, why did why the Jews eat Shlissel Chalas? Apparently, it's because after um, Pesach, you know, they... The, the man, you know, stopped, I guess, when they were coming back there to Israel, and they had to have uh, food again, and regular food. So we wanted to, oh, when we get re-involved into the, the Hamasika world, the Baruch Hu should help us do it in a healthy way, then open up the gates of blessing and salvation, and the Baruch Hu should make this Sphere Omer something that will build us up tremendously, that we should be zochah to have, when the Kabbalah Zatorah comes, should be zochah to feel it just like it was given the first time, and Hashem, hopefully we'll all experience it together in the base of Mikdash. We've here with me, Amen. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you, Benched.